Who do you work for, really? Each one of us has a calling. Have you heard this before? Your workplace is your mission field, wherever that may be. You either work for him or work against him, but you work for someone. Who do you really work for? Is it your clients, your boss, your family, yourself, or your Lord? This isn't a trick question. There is a right answer. You're either all in or all out. Are you for him? I am. In fact, I work for him. Hey, Jim, who do you work for? I work for him. I work for Jesus Christ. I want to be your hand. Let me introduce you to the host of the I Work For Him show, Jim Brangenberg. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You've tuned into the I Work For Him radio show with your host, Jim Brangenberg. Take a minute and listen. I Work For Him, is, it's not a program that you sign up for. It's a mentality. It's a way of living. It's a permanent shift in your Christ-following paradigm. It's a revolution that's happening in the workplace, and it's about bringing the kingdom of God into places where the kingdom is ignored. Keep in mind that your existence in your workplace, it's not by chance. It doesn't matter what you do or where you do it. Whether you're a pastor, a car mechanic, an attorney, a teacher, a mom, a used car salesperson, your work, it matters to God. And he expects you to be his representative in your workplace. And in your workplace, to recognize that that's your mission field. And in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Now, I know you've heard me say this tons and tons of times, but every day we need to be reminded that going to work is not just to draw paychecks so we can buy groceries. Going to work every day is an opportunity to be a light for Christ. Each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to bring you the practical, the tactical, the factual, and the biblical ways to incorporate your faith into your workplace. I don't come to you as an expert. I don't come to you as somebody that's got this all figured out. I'm just one guy trying to live my life transparently so that you can maybe gain something in order to be an effective witness for Christ in your workplace. Our paradigm shift is described like this. Romans 12.2, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Welcome to the I Work For Him Zone. I hope you're never the same. You know, each day on the I Work For Him show, we try to focus our discussions on things, on items, on topics that will challenge you to change the way you think about your workplace. And today is no different. We're going to talk today about annual performance reviews. And Martha and I, we've been giving annual reviews to our employees for decades. And I just wanted, I thought today would be a good day as we get really close to the end of the year. I want to get Christian business owners and managers to be thinking about this because you'd be surprised at how very few people actually do annual reviews in a positive, pragmatic way. And and here's the deal. The premise of today's show is if you do regular employee reviews, you will have more and more opportunities to share Christ with your employees because of how you invest in them by doing reviews. Martha, don't you agree? I agree totally. I think that um, by just showing them that you care, by uh, reviews a lot of time are the only time you really sit down without interruption where you can learn more about what's going on in your employee's life, too. And it shows that you um, care on a whole different level than just how much work they produce. Now, don't take this out of context, but there's a scripture in Proverbs that really 
talks about this. <clears throat> and it's Proverbs 27, 23. And this is the New Living Translation, but it says, Know the state of your flocks, and put your heart into caring for your herds. Okay, obviously that was written for shepherds. And you don't consider your people, you know, um, livestock. But <laughs> you do know, need to know the state of your flocks, your people, the people that are your followers in your workplace. You need to know where they're at. And you also need to know, you need to put your heart, invest your heart into caring for them. And it goes way beyond doing annual performance reviews. In fact, before we're done today, when we talk about how your performance reviews actually give you an opportunity to share Christ with your people, we're going to tell you today that you need to be doing reviews on a monthly basis, not wait until the end of the year, because that's ridiculous. Because people need to know more often how they're doing. Well, I think one of the things that um, doing, the more often you do a review, the easier they become. A lot of people get very nervous about only talking to their boss one-on-one one time a year. And the boss may too, because they um, just have lost touch with their employees. So so what do you think is the point, Martha? I mean, I've got my own opinion, but people like to hear from you. I keep getting told, when Martha's on the show, it's so much better. <laughs> so, okay, so let's just talk about that. When you, why do you do reviews? Why do you think they're important? Why, no, let's just answer the question. Oh, why do yeah. you give reviews? Well, it is a requirement as a manager in the organization that I work for to do them annually. So that's one of the reasons why I do them. But I love the opportunity to be able to sit down purposefully and um, have the employee know when it's going to happen and say, hey, this is our time to talk and let's chat about these things and, and, and touch base with them and show that I want to invest in them, not just go, yep, you're doing good, yep, you're doing bad, you know. I'm not just looking for tally marks. I'm looking for a lot more conversation. Well, and I agree. I mean, that, and that's really, to me, what what is so important. You know, we do reviews to know, number one, how our people are doing, uh, mm-hmm. but also to get just to find out what's going on in their lives personally. Right. Because people, if you're going to help manage somebody, you got to know where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And I know within First Baptist Church of Indian Rocks, you got like 3,000 people, 300 people that are on staff. You know, in, in the organizations that I've run, there's always been 10, 15, maybe 20. You know, when I worked in Orlando, there was hundreds. But to do those annual reviews, it's a major undertaking. But really, as a manager, I felt like annual reviews were just not enough. You almost needed to meet with your people on a weekly basis and do reviews on a monthly or quarterly basis so you could see, how do you even know whether people are on track or not? You know, but how, Martha, as you run the bookstore, as you run Karis Christian Books and Gifts, how, yes, that was a free plug, how does it help you run your business by doing uh, those reviews, performance reviews? Well, I think several things that it does. One is it tells the employee that I care, that I'm paying attention, so that what they do really matters, um, the good and the bad. I notice when they do great things, and I don't wait for reviews to tell them that, but that's the formal time where I can put it in writing so they can take a copy home and put it in their file and, you know, remind themselves, you know, these are things that my boss said about me, good and things that I can be encouraged by and things I might want to do better. So that's that's one thing that it does for the organization. I think it makes them realize that I 
everything they do matters. Um, but also just, like we said, touching base with them and showing them that we, I really care and want to be involved in all that they do and set goals for them so that they have somewhere to head towards. That's another thing that I think I really get out of the review time is them thinking about what can I do better in the next whatever time frame we set it in. I mean, when you look at um, how often – I mean, you're meeting with your people all the time. And, and I guess you know, right now I have no employees. I mean, I, I've got several guys I'm working on accountability for. But you know, even within the organizations that I help – that I mentor, the, the business owner, you know, to get them to document a review on an annual basis seems like almost an act of Congress. But it's not that difficult because they actually do get them done uh, and where, where Congress struggles to get anything done right now. But, but it, it, it's a big undertaking. And I think the business owners, managers, Christian business owners, managers are really missing an opportunity because when you get to know people personally and you invest in them, because reviews are two-way deals. If you're doing a review right, you're you're uh, you're, you're giving the employee positive and productive feedback, mm-hmm. um, even some negative feedback if that's what they need. But you're investing in them. It's that what the, the Bible verse says. You're, 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 you're investing your heart in your herds. And again, I'm not considering people cattle here, but I'm talking about you're investing in them. But it's no, but there's so much there with that visual that I think people get it. That you know they are the, they are the group that you are in charge of and that you want them to be heading in the right, right direction. Actually, we could make a lot of picture, word pictures with that. Um, analogy. Well, you so. can do that on our Facebook post tonight. <laughs> we'll find a good picture of the flocks and the herds for tonight's there you uh, go. You know, post. That'd be good. All right, so take a. Let's just go back into, um, you know, how often? I mean, how often do you meet with your people? When you look at, you know, you've got seventeen, fifteen to seventeen people that uh, you meet with. How often do you meet with them to really give them some feedback? Well, the the true review is only done annually. And, um, yeah, but you're not just doing. No, no, no. But I'm just setting it up. That's the first thing. I meet with all of them on an annual basis. Um, my assistant manager, we try to sit down every Monday morning. Um, not so much of a review of work um, successes and failures, other than corporately saying, okay, we need to get ahead on this and take care of this and talk through it. But really, we spend that time. I'm blessed. I can pray with her ask for prayer requests, we share what's going on in our own lives, and we try to do that every week. Um, with my other employees who come and go and are, are moving all the time, um, honestly, I've gotten out of the habit of being more purposeful about sitting down with them because we don't sit on our job. You know, it's such an active environment to um, to pull them into my office you know, just as a is a difficult thing to do in a retail environment. Well, and yeah, you'd have to do it before hours or yeah. after hours, and it is difficult. And you got pe- and you get a lot of minimum wage people, and so you really, what pulling them aside is is one of those. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. tough thing. That's mm-hmm. a tough thing. Okay, so let's talk about how you can use a review to communicate your faith. And I, and I guess I'll, I'll just start off on this one because this is really, you know, my passion behind us talking about employee reviews. First of all, I want I want the business owners, the managers that are listening today, and actually employees who, who aren't the managers of business owners, to encourage the business owners to do this. But, you know, how do you do your job without knowing where you stand? You know, how do you do your job without getting any feedback? I mean, that would drive me nuts. Actually, it does drive me nuts because I want to know. Even for the guys that I'm consulting with or mentoring with, I want to get some feedback. You know, I like to know, am I making an impact or not? 
But I looked at it when I uh, encourage business owners to do annual reviews and to actually do more regular reviews. As you get to know where people are at, you find out what's going on with them personally, you get an opportunity to really get heart-to-heart with them. And it really gives you an opportunity to start bringing in, incorporating your faith into the conversation because you get get an opportunity, whether... uh, when they start to share something heart to heart, or maybe you've got to share something hard with them on a review, you get to say, "Hey, listen, let me. Can I pray with you about this?" You can ask permission. They could say, "No way, that's fine." You don't have to pray with them, but you get an opportunity to really get transparent with them, and I think that that's really important. But doing a performance review for your people, it really energizes them because they know where they stand. There's nothing. There's nothing more that a teenager needs than for to know what's the parameters. There's nothing more than an adult needs in a job than to know, hey, how am I doing? I mean, it really helps you know, okay, I know what i got to work on now. In my opinion, if you're not doing reviews on your people, you're just saying, I don't really care. That's what it communicates. That's what it communicates. Okay. So, well, you know, I think you're right. Um, oh, I like you. Can you say it again? <laughs> you are so For the listening audience, right, you just, yes. Jim. Okay. <laughs> um, I think, too, when you said that about transparency, which everybody knows is a key word for us around here, um, when you tell your employee that you're setting a time to have a, a review with them and that you're going to meet together, something changes in that atmosphere where they – they start to contemplate about themselves, too, I think. So when they go into that review, they've already done a little bit of self-evaluation. And so maybe that allows them to share more about what's going on. Because sometimes you uncover something completely unrelated to work that is affecting their performance. Well, often you find that out. And I think that's really part of the key. And I think that, you know, when an employee gets a review, they become a little vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And so if you're a great manager or a great owner, you're not taking advantage of that vulnerability except for to take advantage of that vulnerability to introduce the idea of a savior to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and really to, to love them where they're at. And if they're messing up in their job, to love them where they're at and bring them out of where they're messing up in their job. Let's talk about the process because I think that that's, you know, I think that, you know, I got to give credit where credit is due. I don't know. Actually, I wish I could give credit where credit is due. <laughs> you know, but employee reviews were one of those things that, you know, when I when we first got out of college, I don't remember when we were working at the airport way back in Minneapolis. Did we get any reviews? Mm, I think I did. I don't even remember. You did them for your people, but did we did it? I don't remember if I ever got one. All right, but here's the deal. The key to doing performance reviews, and this is on an annual basis, I still recommend that you sit down with your people no less, on a one-to-one basis, no less than once a month. No less than once a month. Because how in the world can they know whether they're doing the right thing or not if you're not giving them feedback? But to do formal written reviews, of course, that could be on an annual basis, but but there's some real keys here um, uh, there's some no-nos and some yes-yeses that you got to do, but here's what the process should look like. Every annual review, Martha, I think needs to start with a self-review. Mm. How do you do that? Well, I mean, here's what you do. You, you, the review that you're going to use on your employee, you give them a copy of the review blank, okay. and you let them. <laughs> you're acting like you've never done this before, and, and you and you let them fill out the review on themselves. The whole thing. They rate themselves in their their own boxes on whether they're performing unsatisfactory all the way up to outstanding. And then you make them give comments on why did they rate themselves that way. 
And and here's here's the thing about it. When I did this in our insurance agency back in Minnesota, uh, it was powerful, and and there were certain people. It caused significant. A weeping and gnashing of teeth. I mean, people hated to review themselves. You mean because they didn't like what they wanted to write down? I think some people, they, they thought that if they bragged about themselves, it would come across wrong. They, they just don't like... It, it, it caused... I mean, I know with one of our employees, it caused high blood pressure. I'm curious to know if most people are harder on themselves than the bosses. What I've seen Under. in some of the mentoring situations is that some people are harder on themselves than the boss would be, but some people, and it's normally because the boss is not giving them proper feedback, some people feel very, very good about themselves when they should feel less good about themselves. (laughs) That's a good point. So so giving them ahead ahead of time so that they can kind of think through the questions and how they would rate themselves if they were their own boss. Right. Self-review. Exactly. We're going to go through what this review form looks like, and we're going to post this. I don't know. We will make it available to you if you want to email us tonight. We'll we'll post a link on Facebook to our spot. Can we shove this on the webpage? Yeah, we can put it on our website. All right, we'll put it on the website. We've got an I work for him annual performance review. A little bit of my webmaster. Ability. It'll be on our it'll be on our resources page. Sure, right? that okay. sounds great. <clears throat> well, you're supposed to be this professional web person. Uh, no, I'm learning as I go, but yeah. that's okay. If anybody out there likes to work on websites, give me a call. <laughs> Send an email, Martha at iworkforhim.com. There you go. All right. We, uh, so what's so, a boss given review? Okay, so so first you give the 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 written paper to. Um, the uh, you give the written paper to the review to the employee, and then you uh, do you you perform that same review on your employee using that same form, yep. uh, and then you present those findings. And usually you should do it all on the same sheet of paper. You know the employee does it, they give it back to you, and then you do your review, do it in different color pen, uh, and then you actually go over that review with. The employee. That's the boss-given review. I'm just going to give you some feedback right there. I don't think I would want to see how they rate themselves and have it taint how I rate them by seeing it. But that's just me. I'd probably have them bring it to the review so that I'm not tainted by how they feel. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) But that's okay. (laughs) That's some interesting feedback. I'm not sure which makes more sense because I want to know how they rate themselves. But I, I... and will it taint me? Well, but it yeah, could simply it, be the manager's choice, whichever way they want to do it. Yeah. Okay. We'll we'll leave it up to you because we're not there to sit there and tell you what to do or not. But <laughs> you know, so you give the employee the review, then you go through your review okay. with them, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know if you've got if you got real guts as part of the annual review, if you've got people working in teams. I think your teammates should be given peer reviews. Hmm. So if you've got five people in a pod and they're all working together on a team, you have each person on the team review the other people on the team. Kind of like, you know, our daughter's in college and uh, she uh, is doing a final project and she's got lots of people on her team. And at the end of the presentation for her final project, they rate each other. Uh, on participation and effort and things like that. I think that works in the office environment too because it's it, it may be very difficult to take 
but it really you're going to build up the team and you got to know how your if your teammates think you're an, a jerk or an idiot or lazy or fantastic or unbelievable and selfless whatever those po- I was trying to be positive. That was good. Okay. That was really good. Anyway. But, but you do want to know that and they may not tell you that to your face. They may not say, "Wow, you're really holding this team together." Yeah, most of the time yeah. they're just I don't know, do people really even in an office environment do they really even share the negative stuff? Yeah, Maybe may, in a sarcastic not, way. But, but this would be a great opportunity for them to have a more open forum to be able to, to give some feedback and be able to uh, let each other know what they think. Well, and I think you, the whole point of the conversation today is that we think that performance reviews are a way for you to share your faith in Christ with those people on a one-on-one environment. And, and even because Jesus didn't just say flowery things to people. And make them feel good all the time. He shared pretty bluntly with people. You know, he told the woman at the well, the Samaritan woman at the well, you know, yeah, you're right. You're not married. You've been married five times. You're living with the sixth guy. And at the end of the conversation, it's go and sin no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and really, that's what reviews are all about. Hey, this is where you've been. This is where I want you to go. Stop doing the stuff I don't want you to do. Start doing the stuff I do want you to do. Keep doing the things you're doing really well. And let's let's talk again in a month. Sure, sure. I think one of the things you know just made me think about is at the end of when I do a review with an employee, I say, "Is there anything that we've talked about here that you don't agree with?" Ooh, and I good. give them that opportunity to say, "You know, I think you were a little hard on me here, or um, maybe." You know, you think I'm better. Well, very, very seldom will somebody say, you think I'm better than I really am. But, um, you know, giving them that opportunity to say, no, I don't I don't really agree with the way you rated me and and whether it may change or not. But trying to give examples and have them um, be able to give a little bit of um, background to a situation I may not have remembered that really did make an impact on that the way I scored them. Well, and that's a disadvantage with doing annual reviews as opposed to quarterly reviews or semi-annual reviews is that sometimes you don't remember all the details and so it's good okay so we've talked about the you first start off with the self-review then you then you go into the boss given review so the 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 review that the manager the owner the ceo the person in charge of the other person is given then i love the peer given review if you got people working in teams they should be able to rate each other Mm-hmm. I think that that's really powerful. A lot of work. This kind of stuff takes a lot of time. Uh, but then I think the final one on the boss, if a boss is really wanting to be a Christ-like individual in the workplace, they need to allow the employees to do an anonymous 360 review. That just made my get a huge lump in my throat. I'm like, ah. Because when we talk about our personalities, I'm a C in the DISC test. And one thing we don't like to be criticized. So, but I Wait really, a but anybody I agree. really love? No, 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 no. But I agree. It's kind of like going back to the college analysis that Sarah, um, our daughter, has told us about this thing where you can go in and rate your professor, where you can give feedback so people know. Not necessarily just good or bad, but hey, this professor does a lot of essay tests, or this professor only does multiple choice. So if you're really good at those kind of tests, then you want to use go to this professor. Same kind of thing with rating your boss. I think, you know, even though it may be scary, if you're doing your job and being a good manager, then the feedback should be helpful feedback. And if your employees, if you're, if you've created a good culture then that should be a really healthy conversation 
as long as they type it so you don't see their handwriting. Well, I think, <laughs> I, I think probably in order to do it, you probably need to do a... Uh, Maybe do a survey monkey or something yeah. like that. Or have somebody else be the one that collects it and puts it together for you. And compiles you. it so, together yeah. if you've got a second that's in command kind in, of a thing. Or even not in the organization. Oh, that's another I'm good way to do that. it. But okay. But I, I think that bosses need to get reviews all the time. And, and really, when I do business mentoring, I go into the business, I always interview all the employees so I can know what they think, how they feel about their boss. I really want to know. All right, Martha, you know, why is it that some people avoid doing this review process at all? I think a lot of people just associate review with confrontation. And I think as if you fix the way you're doing reviews, then it's not so much about avoiding it. it I actually have some of the best conversations within my employees when I'm having our review time. But, you know, if you're having confrontation in your review process, you're violating one of the no-nos yes. that we're going to talk about. That's because right. an employee review should never involve confrontation on an annual basis. But I don't want to spoil that. Okay? <laughs> but I think one of the other things Me is too. that some people, because this takes a lot of work. I know at one point in time, um, you know, I had a friend who had 30 reviews to do. Hmm. That's, that's a an, lot. That's an overwhelming number for 30 people to do self-reviews and then 30 people for you to follow up on and do those reviews and do the right reviews. It's just too many people. And, and really, you shouldn't be supervising 30 people anyway. You should have sub you should have people underneath you doing supervisory because nobody can manage 30 people. Well, but they, the reality is, is there are people that do. So There are. Yeah. You, you can't be effective managing 30 people each <laughs> every day. Just, well, that's my opinion, but I think I'm right. Okay. I mean, so their fear. People also, they're afraid of the process because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. And again, that's because they violated one of the no-nos about the performance review process. Should be no fear and should be no confrontation regarding all that. You know, that's sometimes true. people say, well, I'm just too busy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, if you're too busy to invest in your business, you shouldn't be in business. And if you're too busy as a manager to invest in your people, you shouldn't be a manager. Really, you shouldn't. So the the the, the people the reasons people are avoiding, you know, fear, confrontation, lazy, too busy, or just plain stupid. Those are reasons why they I mean people avoid it. I mean, I know I'm not supposed to say stupid. But that's how you really feel. It is how I feel because if you're not doing <laughs> reviews, you really shouldn't be a manager. Because people need to be invested in it. And if well, you're a Christ follower in a workplace and you're not investing in your people, how in the world do they know that you've got love for them? How do they know that you've been praying for them? How do they know that you're a Christ follower if you're not investing in them? That's true. But, you know, it just makes me think, though, Jim, that's one of the reasons that we're here talking to people is that they may have no one encouraging them to do this. So that's what we're here to do, to encourage them to change, have a paradigm shift, to look at it differently and say, instead of this being a negative thing, this is a super opportunity for them to have that one-on-one -on -one with their employees and to make some difference. I did it again is what you're saying. I no, did no, no, no. I went no. negative. No, but I what went I'm negative. saying so is... I'm sorry. I don't, lot, I don't, listeners, I'm sorry. A lot of business owners ended up where they're at 
because they did something well. It's that whole, we've talked about the E-Myth book before, but it's the person who was really good at baking pies ends up running a bakery with no intentions of having employees. Well, now they have all these employees and nobody's there to tell them and encourage them, hey, you need to do reviews with the guy who packages your pies every day and the person who does your sales and stuff. So that's what, kind what of we're pies are they making today? Oh, my goodness. Amazing ones. I was looking at that pie cookbook that... Um, the author that I'm going to try and get to come to the store and oh, makes me want to bake pie. I just think every about day. this: a local, you know, the, the pie factory, you know, kept advertising banana cream pies. Oh, you're ready for a banana cream pie. I really pie. am. I'm thinking we should All have right. one. Yeah, soon. there you go. Okay, so but anyway, listen. so we yeah. can encourage them to, yeah, to this start is, this now. This is an incredible way to make an impact on your workplace by investing in your people doing annual reviews. And Martha and I will post our copy of our annual review that we use and that we recommend people re- use. We'll, we'll post it on the uh, a link to it on our Facebook page tonight or tomorrow, whenever we get it done. Um, but it, it, it is so important that you do it. And if you want to talk about it, just pop me an email and I'll talk to you about how to do this. But as we said before the break, really the whole last half hour, you missed it. If you missed it, you got it. You got to listen. But you you should do the self-review. Employees should do a self-review first. Then you give them a review. Then if they work in teams, have their peers give them reviews. And then you as the owner or the boss or the manager or the supervisor should get a 360 review by your people. They should review you. But Martha, let's talk about the no-nos of annual performance reviews. And why do I say they're no-nos? Well, because... The review is not the place for certain things to, to, to take place, and that's what you want to talk about. Well, and, and that's exactly what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the fact that when you're doing a review, an annual review, it's to review things that have been discussed all year long and to document them on paper. And honestly, if you are tell, you should an annual review should never reveal new information to the employee. Why do I say that? Well, because, um, well, just like you said, this is a, like a year in review um, when you're doing the annual one. So you're talking about things, you're reviewing things. You're not revealing for the very first time. So it should not be, hey, you know, six months ago when you came into late work late, that really bothered me. And you just now are bringing it up in the review. That is so unfair because for six months you've been thinking about it but never said anything to the employee. Things like that. Yeah. So it, I mean, it's just huge. unfair to be um, bringing that up for the very first time in that review. Right. Yeah, you should be reviewing it if you talked about it at the time and said, hey, you know, being prompt is a, a respect for me and for the company. When I ask you to be at work at this time, I expect you to be at work because that means you respect what I've asked you to do. And um, having had those conversations and then if there's – perpetual over and over, you know, being late, then at the review, you can say, hey, what are we going to do about this? Because you're not fixing your behavior. Well, that's when you put them on a performance improvement plan. Yes, a PIP. A PIP plan. That's right. I learned that one way years ago from a very famous insurance company. All right. So so never reveal new information at a review. If you as a manager are bringing new things to the table in an annual review, that means you're not doing your job as a manager. All right. It, it really, in my opinion, the annual review should be a summation of the quarterly or monthly reviews that you've been having with your people. Mm-hmm. They should happen all the time. Martha, when do you think annual reviews should be done? Annually. 
<laughs> How do you like that? Because I, wow. I know I know you actually were trying to pinpoint a certain time of year, but for me, um, it's it's not either of the times that you're saying, but it's a time that is in our cycle. But it's the fact that they're always in March, so that we know every year. The glory of kings is to search out a matter, Proverbs 25.2. Do you regularly ask your employees how you can assist them in their jobs? Your staff may be experiencing difficulties or frustrations on the job, or they may have questions that are going unasked and unanswered. The wise manager will create opportunities for these issues to be brought forward before they fester and begin to affect the employee's performance. When you meet with employees one-on-one, always ask about any obstacles they are facing and if there is anything you can do to help them with their, do their job better. Allow time for them to respond and don't rush on to the next thing until you have received an answer. Not everyone will raise concerns, but they will appreciate being asked and will value your genuine interest. Ask the same questions at your staff meetings. Create a climate where employees feel comfortable bringing up their concerns and they will become more open in asking for assistance. If you want to improve your staff's performance, keep asking how you can help. Proverbs 25.2, the glory of kings is to search out a matter. Answer that question. Do you agree with my my preface that you can use reviews to share your faith. Yes, because I think it even just goes back to the whole concept of um, loving your neighbor, uh, showing your employees that you care about them on a level beyond their tasks and their duties at work. Um, the the review is just a good time to have those conversations. Not the only time. You shouldn't just once a year check in to see how their family and friends are <laughs> doing or their not. boyfriend or whatever is going, you know, relative to their life. Um, but that's a time where you can say, hey, you know, is there anything of concern going on in your life that I can be praying about? Are you allowed to ask that? See, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to do that in my work, but I don't know. Yeah, Can we talked about well, yeah because bit? when we had the uh, the lawyer from the Center for uh, Life and Liberty, we had David Gibbs the third on, and he talked about the religious liberty in our workplace. We've got as small business owners, you got carte blanche to do whatever you want to do. As even larger business owners, you've got the opportunity to set the religious tone in the workplace. And anytime you are caring for people, they're open to hear the message of Jesus Christ, and that's why you need to let people know you care more than just once a year. And there's a lot of you out there that are listening today that are managers, supervisors, or owners. You don't even do it once a year. You don't sit down with people once a year. They need to hear how they're doing. So we talked earlier in the show today about how annual reviews need to be done. Martha says, no, they don't need to be done in January. I'm a January kind of guy. But, but you I know, bet you're not in retail. No, I'm not in retail. <laughs> that, that is true. So in January, you're exhausted. Yeah. Uh, and your year end is not in January. That's correct. Your year end is in the end of June. Mm-hmm. So, but you, just to get them done once a year, but they should be they should start off with a self-review. Each employee should do their own review. Then a boss should do a review. Then their peers, if they're working on a team, their peers should give them a review. And then the boss should get a 360 review from his employees. That's huge. His I mean, or her employee. Excuse me. His or excuse me. I apologize. His or her employee. Wow, you're hard on me today. I know. But we also talked about there's some no-nos to, that on annual reviews. What are some of those no-nos? Things that absolutely should never happen on an annual review. Well, the first one that we talked about, which is probably the biggest one, is just that nothing new should be coming up in that review. Something that you haven't already covered as it occurred or close to when it occurred, bad or good. It shouldn't be the first time they're hearing about it, unless it was just happened to be the day before and they blew it on something, you know. I think one of the biggest keys on the bad things, if you don't address bad behavior immediately, you've missed that opportunity. 
you know, if somebody does something wrong yesterday and you don't address it today, you've missed that chance. Unless you just learned about it today. Fine. Okay, you learned about it today and it's 5 o'clock. Great, you get to deal with it tomorrow. But you don't wait a week or two weeks. You can't avoid conflict because it doesn't do your employees or you any good in your business. And if you have been doing that, then it's time to just draw a line in the sand and say, you know, I've made a mistake as a manager. Pull the employee in and say, I've made a mistake as a manager. I've let this go on without talking to you about it. And now we need to, like we like to say, a come to Jesus meeting. (laughs) I don't like to say that. Oh. Okay, well... You like to say that. I like to say it. (laughs) Well, in some cases, it could be a come-to-Jesus meeting because you're sharing your faith with them. But I think it's really important just to be... You're being transparent with your people. You're being vulnerable because this is very vulnerable for them. Them getting a review, it's... For some people, it will cause them to sweat. For some people, it will cause them to be very anxious. And so you need to make sure that... They're used to getting in your office and having an honest conversation about how life is going. All right. Some things that should absolutely be discussed on an annual review. Goals for the year. Strategies for the year. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have an employee with some performance issues, some performance improvement ideas, um, concerns with the employee, and let them express some concerns with you. Ask them. Hey, are there some things that you've been wanting to tell me that you haven't had an opportunity to tell me recently? But again, you should be having that conversation at least monthly. You know, I have a, a kind of a cute story to share. Am I allowed? I don't know. It's an I work for him show. Is it a place for it's cute a good stories? One. It's okay. a good one. So um, there was a time when I was very, very diligent about doing what I was telling you about coaching, where we just had three questions I'd give the employees and they'd come in my office and they'd answer, what have I done good this month or this since the last time we met? What have I? What would I do differently if I could do it over again? And then the last question was, what can I as your boss do to help you do your job better? And one time it was so simple. It was an employee saying, I think we should get a better microwave. <laughs> you know, so it was great, but it was something that they didn't ever think to bring up until I asked the question. Was that the one that kept smoking in your office? No. <laughs> no, it was just really, really old. It was like, I don't know how many watts, but it was it would take forever to heat anything up. But the point was, it was a very simple thing. It wasn't that, you know, some huge thing was going but important, on. But it was important. Because they want to eat and save money. And I gave them a platform to answer the question. All right. So that so was just kind of cool. Some questions that we like to ask, you know, I... And my performance review, the one that we're going to post online, I like to have people rate themselves on the quali- the quantity of work, the quality of work, the knowledge of their job, mm-hmm. their dependability, and their working relations. And then I like to list as a manager the performance-related strengths and any development plans, and then an overall review. But I like people to rate themselves on, you know, quantity, quality. Those are huge things. Knowledge of the job. Pretty huge thing. If I don't think they know their job, first of all, if my employees don't know their job, whose job is it to tell them that they don't know their job? Hmm. Yours. The manager's position, whether you're the owner or the supervisor or the manager. It's important. And if you're the employee and you're not in any of those positions, it's your job to tell them, the boss, I don't get this. I don't understand. It's... You don't have to use a Swedish accent. <laughs> you don't have to do that. I don't the understand, you know. You don't. You <laughs> don't, don't you know. Don't you know. You don't have to do that, you know. 
But that's a good point because a lot of people, you know, they just try to make it work. And if they don't really know how to do their job properly, then it's then it seems like they're making a lot of mistakes. I think it's so important that these annual reviews are being done in writing. Like I said, we do self-reviews mm-hmm. and the boss review, then a peer review, then a 360 review of the boss. But here's why I think monthly reviews are barely enough on doing performance reviews because our employees need to know where they're at. They, they need to know... What they just need to know how they're performing, you know, because people need feedback. It it, it feeds their souls. Uh, people, some people need constant redirection. Not everybody, but some people do, uh, especially if you're maneuvering the direction of the business. And since businesses have struggled here in Tampa Bay so much, you've had to rechange your direction a lot. Some people need training, and so that's how you identify training needs when you're actually uh, doing um, those monthly reviews sure you also get an opportunity to find out what's going on in their in their personal lives right and we also talked about if they're doing a review on themselves and then the manager does the review and then you bring them together and you see a huge gap in an area where maybe they rated themselves really high and you rated them very low having a reality check and go well either they didn't understand the question or you were, you know, you interpret it a little differently than they do, or they just really don't see the reality that you're seeing, or vice versa. Well, and that's how, you know, just as it says in good to great, and we got to come to the end of this conversation. It's been a fun one, Martha, but it just as it says in good to great, how do you find out whether people are on the right seat on the bus or even on the right bus? Mm-hmm. You got to talk to your people all the time. Yeah. Listen, we're coming to the end of another I Work Ram show. Look for the posting tonight on per- annual performance reviews on the forum that Martha and I use and that, that we encourage other owners to use. On tomorrow night's show, Eric Carpenter will be joining us to talk about Jesus' big idea. That's right. Jesus' big idea. you got to tune in tomorrow night to find out more about it. You know, the I Work For Him show is all about purposely equipping vibrantly effective Christ followers in the workplace. So I just want you to ask yourself, do you know Jesus? You know, a lot of people say they know God, That's the, and they believe in God. Good for you. But what about Jesus? Jesus claimed to be the Son of God. Jesus claimed to die for your sins and raise from the dead. And he's made a huge impact on my life. Do you believe he is who he says he is? That's what we need to talk about. Send me an email, jim at iworkforhim.com. We're Christ followers who own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him.